0: Welcome to episode 26 of China in Context. I'm Duncan Bartlett. A formidable iron curtain separates China and its neighbour, North Korea. Even before the COVID-19 pandemic hit, North Korea had a reputation as one of the most isolated societies on Earth. It seemed as though it was already living under the conditions of a permanent lockdown. Now, though, as the pandemic continues its grip, North Korea seems to be suffering greatly and is even more isolated. Its link to China, the country from which it gets nearly all its vital supplies to keep its population from starving, is almost closed. Well, today on China in Context, we're joined by a guest with a great deal of insight into this topic. He's a scholar who I have a lot of respect for. I'd like to welcome Dr. Edward Howell, lecturer in politics at New College University of Oxford. He's a great expert on East Asia and on contemporary North Korea and its international relations. Can we start with the COVID situation in North Korea? We're recording our conversation in the summer of 2021. What do you think is going on? How badly is coronavirus affecting that country?
1: The COVID situation in North Korea, as we speak, is evolving, for lack of a better word. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, the official North Korean narrative has been, since the closure of the North Korean border with China in January last year, that North Korea has had zero cases of COVID. Now, I am quite sceptical of this claim, as are many other observers. And we saw the North Korean regime not least Kim Jong-un himself, report a quote unquote grave incident related to COVID that had taken place. Whether that means that COVID has penetrated within the country, and this is an example of the regime admitting it, or whether this is a more related incident, we do not know. And I think we need to be very careful of assuming that this latest announcement is an admission that there are cases of coronavirus in the country.
0: There are offers of help, though, aren't there, with humanitarian aid schemes drawn up by both China and by South Korea. Is North Korea accepting assistance
1: with this problem? So the short answer to that is no. We haven't seen very much progress on the part of negotiations between North Korea and um, the Global Vaccine Alliance, Gavi, that's in relation to COVAX, um, regarding the delivery of vaccinations to North Korea. Initial reports said that earlier this year, in February, North Korea would receive um, vaccines enough for $1 million of its citizens. This is a country with a total population of 25 million. But North Korea has delayed such dialogue with um, this vaccine alliance. And even South Korea, which has offered to help the North in the distribution of vaccines, has received quite a negative response. So we sort of see a paradox here On the one hand, if we think that Kim Jong-un's claim of this grave incident is a clarion call for international assistance, and this leads us to the very interesting question of when will North Korea be forced to ask for international assistance? Well, it clearly has not responded very positively and very proactively to offers of vaccine distribution. And so the fact that North Korea has been very slow and very sluggish in responding to offers of help pertaining to vaccine distribution, therefore makes us question whether this grave incident relating to COVID actually is the permeation of COVID cases within the country. It could be, it might not be. As is so often the case with North Korea, we will only know when the regime tells us.
0: Well, it's clearly something of a mystery as are many things to do with North Korea. I'm always looking for information about it. And I attend a lot of webinars. I was at one recently with the National Committee on American Foreign Policy. They're very good actually. And the chairperson there claimed that there are hundreds of tons of food and medical equipment in storage on the border between China and North Korea. And they said that the reason that these supplies are not being taken into North Korea, the reason they're not being delivered, it's not because of sanctions, but because of the anxiety about the COVID situation. What's your understanding of that now?
1: That explanation seems particularly plausible. Because as you know, China has been keeping the North Korean regime stable. Through the provision of aid, medical equipment, food. However, North Korea was one of the first countries around the world to enter a state of lockdown. It shut down its border with China in January last year. And China, which accounts for 90% of North Korea's trade, was no longer able to engage in such voluminous trade. What did that mean? That meant that trade numbers plummeted by around 70 to 75%. And not just that, it meant that deliveries of food and humanitarian aid equipment have also declined. North Korea's understanding of COVID is very much this idea, in my view, that isolation of the country is necessary. I say this because even though humanitarian aid is technically speaking allowed under sanctions, the fact that the regime has decided to shut its border with China for so long is evidence of a claim that the North Korean regime made only a couple of weeks ago, that the people will have to be prepared to live with COVID for a long time and that tough times are ahead.
0: Let's continue to focus on China then, because one of the speakers at that webinar, which I just mentioned, was Professor Zhao Daojing from the School of International Studies at Peking University. And he made a remark which surprised me. He said, the North Korean situation is one of the most divisive issues among Chinese policymakers. I'd like to hear your perspective. Do you think North Korea divides opinion in China?
1: Yes, I think that there are two levels to this question. Firstly, what does China want? First and foremost, in my view, China wants stability on the Korean peninsula. Secondly, China wants denuclearization. I never forget meeting A Chinese scholar from the border area between North Korea and China who made the very interesting remark that when North Korea tests a nuclear device underground in the north of the country, living in the border area between China and North Korea means that you can feel it. And so that was particularly telling because China wants non-nuclear North Korea for a wealth of reasons. China wants denuclearization, it does not want to risk countries in the East Asian region from neutralizing other countries, Japan, South Korea for instance. But China also wants stability and a key tension, one of many tensions, is between this desire for stability but also this desire for denuclearization. A final thing that divides Chinese policymakers, from my experience, is how much should China be helping North Korea? We know that China and North Korea signed a treaty of mutual aid in 1961, it's the 60th anniversary this year, but many Chinese officials have called for the removal of a particular clause in that treaty that says that China will come to North Korea's defense. So it is a divisive issue, particularly as North Korea continues to violate international norms, human rights norms, nuclear non-proliferation norms. And China is trying to reconcile with ensuring stability with its quote-unquote communist friend, long-time communist friend, but also with China's own interests. China does not want to be seen as propping up North Korea. That has very negative consequences on China's own international image, which increasingly China cares about. Well, thank you for clarifying those
0: points. Let's look at a defense and a security issue. As you know, the United States has a huge troop presence in South Korea and the two armies regularly conduct joint military exercises, war games, I think Donald Trump called them. How does China regard those military drills?
1: It's not just Donald Trump who called them war games. Um, That has been the standard North Korean term for these exercises since they started in the 70s. China's view is that it does not want provocations in its vicinity. In its near abroad. And we must remember that one thing that China does not want in the long term is the prospect of a unified Korean peninsula under the control of a South Korean government. The fact that North Korea is this buffer state between China and South Korea is immensely important for China. We mentioned U.S.-South Korean annual military drills, but also the bigger question here relates to how China feels about the U.S. influence on the Korean peninsula. I'd like to say a little bit about the dispute, um, the rather large dispute in 2016, pertaining to the deployment of THARD, the Terminal High Altitude Aerial Defense System, deployed in South Korea by the United States. China's view back then was that it would have a grave impact on China's security interests. And this was the wording that the then Chinese ambassador to South Korea used. He said that actually, if the third system were deployed in South Korea, relations between Beijing and Seoul could be destroyed in an instant. This is particularly telling because China did not want the THAAD system to be able to detect changes in its own military posture and nuclear posture. We must remember China is a nuclear power too, a legal nuclear power. It's allowed to have nuclear weapons, but it is a nuclear power. And so I think, The bigger question here relates to China's distaste for growing US influence in the East Asian region, particularly it's near abroad, because China is rapidly trying to assert its own dominance in East Asia as well.
0: Lastly, Edward, let's talk about the issue of sanctions.
1: How does China view this issue of sanctions on North Korea? So, China's stance has always been for one of dialogue and cooperation between the US and North Korea. China has historically viewed sanctions as not the ultimate solution towards compelling North Korea towards denuclearization. We've got to remember that China has assisted North Korea with evading sanctions, um, particularly in terms of imports and exports. But also, on the other hand, again, China is very concerned about how it is perceived internationally. It is a member of the UN Security Council. It's one of the five legal nuclear weapons powers. China is increasingly trying to reform international institutions from within, What does that mean? Well, China has in the past agreed and voted in support for UN Security Council sanctions on North Korea, most notably in 2017, which generated a really vituperative criticism on the part of North Korea, calling out China by name, accusing China of trying to curry favour with the US. So China's official stance has been one for dialogue instead of sanctions. But this cannot be separated from China's broader priorities regarding the North Korean issue, which is one of stability. Thank you, Edward, for that very clear explanation.
0: That was Dr. Edward Howell, politics lecturer from New College, Oxford. This podcast is produced by the SOAS China Institute, and you can find out more about our activities, including our latest courses and research on our website the website soas.ac.uk alternatively you can type soas china institute into a search engine and it should pop up straight away but until next time that's all from us here on the China in Context podcast team